Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. All right, let's get into this. Hello, hello, welcome back this week, beautiful soul. It's part two of my amazing chat with the beautiful Lauren of the North. Before we dive in, let me just remind you that Lauren is a beautiful international Akashic record reader, a channeler and healer. She is just divine to talk to, to be around, to have a reading from and her Instagram is just truly out of this world. So before we dive into part two, it's going to be a quick recap. So just in case, if you haven't listened to the first part, go and do it now so that we don't give away the end of the movie. Because in this episode, Lauren takes us a little bit deeper. All right, enjoy and let me know how you loved it. What were your takeaways? And if you wish to connect with Lauren, all the details will be in the show notes. Happy listening. Um, when I work in the Akashic Records, I channel um, the record keepers. And it's, it's said that the record keepers are a group of celestial beings uh, who are Pleiadian. They, they're all within their ethereal DNA. So when I talk about ethereal DNA, um, your Liberato ladies will know exactly what we're talking about when I say ethereal body because we talked about all of this. But so we have different levels of energetic body. We have our astral selves, we have our ethereal selves, um, we have our causal selves. So we're talking here, you know, on our ethereal, in our ethereal energetic body, this is where we hold a lot of our celestial. Mentakins are one of the oldest um, starseed groups that have incarnated here on earth because time and space exist in the fourth dimension so a lot of these so keeping that in mind a lot of these celestial races exist within the fifth and above dimensions so time moves a lot quicker time is a little bit more bendy um so you know but if we want to convert that i guess into our three-dimensional <laughs> idea of um time yeah uh, i guess one lifetime for a Pleiadian being would equate to a 700 because time and space exists in the fourth dimension so a lot of these so keeping that in mind a lot of these celestial races exist within the fifth and above dimension so time moves a lot quicker time is a little bit more bendy um so you know but if we want to convert that i guess into our three-dimensional <laughs> idea of um, time. Yeah, uh, I guess one lifetime for a Pleiadian being would equate to a 700. Okay, okay. I do. It's funny because it's coming up a lot in Akashic Records at the moment talking about, you know, experiences with, sh- uh, with certain uh, crafts. Um, it, it tends to, I think it's something that's coming up in conversation a lot more at the moment. Um, so, I, you know, and not to go down that path that's definitely another we could do a whole different podcast episode on that um but it, let's in talking about arcturians arcturians will uh work with you <laughs> work with uh work with humans during dream state because they they come through they've got such a gentle and calming energy they will just slip through while you're sleeping they'll take your um ethereal body always 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 they, they will risk you. It's always through permission. So don't ever be fearful of like, Oh my God, my body's going to get taken or whatever you, they will not come and they will not interact or, or do anything to your um, energetic physical body, anything at all. If there is not permission there first. And this permission obviously comes from our higher selves. It comes from our soul. Um, so I can, I can talk about a personal experience if it makes it a little bit more, um, you know, I, I've obviously got Arcturian guides and I work with them during my distance healings when I'm doing, um, uh, my, you know, Reiki grids and, and working through that, they'll come through and we'll do a lot of work in the ethereal body. But then um, I will communicate with, if, I, if I'm feeling sick, I was sick not long ago and I remember uh, just giving permission uh, while, you know, b- before going to bed and just saying to my, my team, um, you know, I give permission for you to help and, and, and help me through this illness and whatever, if, you know, if there's something on an energetic level that needs shifting, I give permission for you to, to come through and, and help, um, remove or alleviate anything that needs to. And, um, and yeah, they, they definitely, uh, 
they'll come through really gently, uh, really calm. They'll be very calming. They never ever want to, they'll, if there's any chance of you being afraid, they will not come through. So they will just come through. It'll be a beautiful experience. They'll do the healing and then they'll just return you. It's, 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 it is lovely. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't, I don't know. I'm really sensitive of just making sure that this conversation is not instilling fear because there is, there is nothing to be afraid of. It's not like body um, possession or psychic possession. No, no. It's just like a dream. It's just yeah. like going somewhere in a dream and, um, and they, it's just very calming. It's very loving. And they, and, and they, and they are very, very advanced healers. Um, so again, going back because I feel like I'm going off topic. So Arcturians come from a blue planet that orbits the star Arcturus. Um, so there's a, there's a big, a big association here with blue and purple for them. Um, it's Arcturus is low. The, the star Arcturus is located within the constellation of boots. And, um, that's about, you know, 36 light years away. Uh, so Arcturus, that star Arcturus, you can see it with the naked eye in our night sky, especially in, um, the Northern, hemisphere of the of the world and um that they uh, that star was actually used from a lot of uh ancient civilizations through on their voyages for travel um so there's a connection there with ancient civilizations with uh arcturus as well uh they're they're just so compassionate and they're so loving they're really gentle really calm uh they love 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 to work with sound frequencies like the sulfur frequencies so i don't know does that ring a bell for you yes so the yes. sulfur frequencies are i never know how to pronounce them but yes yes and so they're like these different so you, we're talking about hertz here so you might have the 432 hertz which is the big popular one which is known as the the miracle tone um and there's and they they these um these sulfur frequencies tend to range from probably around about maybe 300 hertz up to 900 hertz so the higher you go the deeper and the more um work and the, oh, really it's like going deeper into our energetic bodies you know um it's it's yeah but that's and also to, with your chakras like to act, to activate and heal mm. and 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 move energy around your chakras as well um i know there's all these um yes uh, the higher hang on the higher the frequency i think the lower we're going the deep the deeper yes the 900 something is i think for your soul star chakra mm, yes yes that's if you really want to do up. some major work you're going to 900 and above hertz that's when you really want to do some um really yeah like soul work really mm. deep stuff um but they love working with sound frequencies and they love working with geometry so sacred geometry is something they love working with uh, from when they work with me uh during distance reiki sessions they tend to show me and this is through my third eye i see this um with clients when i'm tapping into their ethereal bodies through my third eye we do a lot of grid work around the energetic uh body so the uh, ethereal body or the astral body will be doing a lot of uh creating grids uh just especially around sensitive areas that may be needing extra attention extra healing we'll we'll work on creating grids and and uh working with symmetry and geometry i guess and symbols uh, a lot come through when when i'm getting guided for healing there so it's really interesting the way they work again telepathy love to communicate with you through telepathy uh i i really rarely see them in a physical form come through or it's in my in my third eye um what else what else yeah, they love the way they really assist you. So these star seeds, as well as the celestial races that aren't incarnated. So they start the Arcturian star seeds, as well as celestial Arcturians. Right now, what they're doing for Earth is they are assisting in repairing our energetic bodies. So again, they will come through during the evening. They'll work in your dream state. They'll work with you in the astral realm um, in repairing your um your energetic bodies, but also assisting in repairing the Earth grid. So we're talking ley lines here and that magnetic um, field around the earth. They are helping in um, repairing this and inserting healing into this, um, into our matrix, because obviously right now there's, uh, we'll touch on it, but there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, reptilian energy going on at the moment too, low vibrational energies. Uh, and, and, you know, if we're talking about the 3D matrix as well and what's going on there. So what 
the Arcturian energies and healing, what they're here to do is really try and alleviate that and create less stress so that we're not feeling the density of this three-dimensional matrix that we're in and the, and the um, lower vibrational energy of these reptilian energies that, that are incarnating here as well. They are here to kind of help balance that out and, and in, um, instill healing where they can. So I hope that makes sense. Um, doing a checklist quickly for Arcturians. Yeah. They love learning. They have a huge passion for learning. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. They just love it. Um, they love deep contemplative con uh, conversations. Again, that's, that's learning for them. They'll just soak it up. They operate from their higher chakras. So we're talking heart chakra and above. They love, that's where they work predominantly. So again, I'm just kind of getting a download now saying that this for them, be very mindful of keeping this clear because when this is out of alignment, then they're completely, that, that throws them out a lot. So making sure that their higher chakras are especially in alignment because this is where a lot of their manifestation downloads, their connection with source. And a lot of, this is, this is where they work from. This is, this is, their, this is their essence. Um, they are really comfortable in front of an audience. They tend to be quite comfortable in the spotlight. They're fine, uh, natural leaders. And again, they associate a lot of starseed, Arcturian starseeds associate with the color blue and purple. That tends to just be really drawn to that. So um, very interesting. I love, love Arcturians. Wow, so much on them. Arcturians were ones that I don't get so many clients. So I'm not, that's one of the soul groups that I probably know the least of. Mm. That's really, so that was really amazing that you shared. Yeah, that. there's not many. They pop up now and then, but there's not as many. Um, now, do we want to fit one more in? More in? Do oh, we want to do yeah, Syrians? Go for it. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. we have to ha do Syrians. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Syrians come up a lot as well. Um, and I, again, you know, you can say Pleiadians and Mentakins are very similar. And then I feel like I want to group Syrians and Arcturians together. They're very similar. Mm. Um, so Syrian star seeds, your, your soul originated from the brightest star in the night the night sky, Sirius. Um, and Sirius is found within the constellation of Canis Major. And these beings have a really, really close relationship with ancient Egyptians. So I'm <laughs> just, they, yeah, they, they were very much um, there. They were there creating the pyramids, uh, which, you know, we, we know now that the three, um, pyramids of Giza line up, you know, to the stars in the sky. And, and there's just, and some of the, the openings in the, in the, inside the pyramids just shine directly down on the tombs. Like there's this beautiful connection to the sky uh, and the creation of the pyramids that we know come from uh, Syrian beings. And um, not only that, they actually have a really close relationship with a, with a few African tribes. Um, I know that I can't, I'm lost now with which, what they were called or what the region's called. Um, but I know it's on, it's sort of North, Northwest. There's one, is it Ghana? It could be Ghana. I'm not sure if, if I forget, but I definitely comes through, um, if, if a client had a past life in, um, or a connection with ancient ancestors in Africa, they tend to have a really close connection with Sirius as well, which is, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, now with Sirius as well. This is where a lot of our ascended masters go. So they might, so our ascended masters uh, who, you know, we're here in the earth plane. Let's just like, I'm just going to toss it out there. Let's just say like Einstein or, you know, like some of these really like, you know, um, Buddha. Buddha, you know, some of these amazing, just some of these pioneering thought leaders across our history. These beings, I would not be surprised if we find them up in Sirius. <laughs> so Sirius That's interesting because I had a, a yeah. wondering whether Tesla was a Syrian soul. Oh, would not. Oh, that would make so much sense because numbers again and all that logic. And, and they all do that. download mm. a lot of, you know, like um, things that, you know, from a human perspective, when you thought about it, it's a, how, how would you do this, right? Uh, to have this knowledge this insight and play with numbers and and understand things and and also because i think syrians um they syrian souls have this etheric etheric um implant 
um, that they like communicated through that. And I found this was this just through my clients that a lot of my Syrian clients have connections in past lives to goddess Isis. And oh, yes. they're very good with light language. It's like, even if, if I tell them like, what the hell is light language? I'm like, look it up, listen to it. And then come back and tell me how you feel because there's usually some remembering and they're the ones who, in my experience, are the ones who grasp it quickly. Like they get activated really, really fast. And it's almost like it's there and it's just right. And I know we all have it, but this is somehow from my readings, I found that Syrian souls are just so they respond to light language. They respond to light codes. They, it's almost like you show them and it's, 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 they get it yes absolutely and you know what who was a really famous syrian leonardo da vinci <gasps> he's a very famous syrian How? yes so i just that that always pops up whenever um i go down a wormhole or looking looking more into syrian beings um uh, or trying to validate info that's come through and and it always comes through da vinci and Sirius. so yes but it's just um like you said yeah it's just and and isis i, I remember i did a post recently talking about the pyramids of Giza uh, and uh connection yeah with isis and and um yes and Sirius and connection with orion and it's it's all interwoven but yes absolutely it's just yes yeah, spot on i love it and it's like so Sirius is basically like a university if you will it's like a spiritual training center so mm. a lot of souls who want to um you don't necessarily have to be a syrian being i feel like i need to stress that you you could be you know pleiadian or you could be you know um arcturian or you know um andromedan but you could you could after this say after this human lifetime want to go and um spend a bit more time uh expanding your spiritual knowledge um and, and your studies, you would go to Sirius and there and around there that that's where it's like a training center. It's just like a, a huge university there. And it's just so much knowledge. Um, and not only that as well, um, Syrians are known for being really, really good at psychic surgery. So like before we're talking about ways that the star seeds heal in, in different, different ways, Syrians and uh, psychic surgery are really good. So if for anyone who doesn't know what psychic surgery is, uh, a lot of, you know, if you're a Reiki practitioner listening to this, I'm sure you probably got like a spiral or one of those really long skinny, often it's selenite um, or obsidian. It's like a, a really long piece of uh, like a crystal that's been polished and you can use that uh, in, in uh, healing sessions to kind of open up energetic spaces and heal wounds remove things energy um energy entity removals all of that but syrians will come through i've got a i've got a particular syrian guide he always comes through and he'll help me with any extractions uh any uh cosmic wounds karmic wounds anything that's being left there energetically from past lifetimes they'll kind of help me fix it or repair it um they're very knowledgeable in this way so um and, and i've never again i don't have personal origins to Sirius, but I call them in. So again, you know, if you're listening to this and you know, you're not Syrian, but if this is really interesting and, and you're a healer, you're a Reiki practitioner, uh, kinesiologist, whatever, you know, you want to tap into some of this healing, ask for guidance, just call them in and they will, they'll come through and, um, and, and work with you in this way. Um, almost like they'll kind of just pop over your shoulder. <laughs> it's really, yeah, they're really great. I love that you've mentioned this, Lauren, because actually my Liberata ladies who might be listening will probably know because we did it. Actually, I was um, uh, part of, we did session where um, we were learning how to tap into these energies. Again, call them in, like, you know, we've got Reiki practitioners and, and, and even artists. I'm like, when you tap into, you know, certain seeds, um, star seeds, you can first of all remember what you used to do there and then harness this energy and bring it down and then it amplifies what you do but also even if it's not your soul group and you're asking them for help it will just make your work more potent you will understand mm -hmm. you will see that um you know the you know but i love that you mentioned the psychic surgery because that's something that a lot of my audiences have been um asking about so thank you. Yeah. For yeah. And again, this, that could be another episode in itself talking about <laughs> yeah. energy work, psychic surgery, but um, you know, and that's, and, and that tends to, for myself with my experience with psychic surgery, crystals, 
are really helpful in that as well. And, and Syrians will help you work with the crystals and how to work with that in the energetic body. But um, yeah, yeah, Syrians are great for it. And definitely call them in, work with them if you wanted to implement some, some of this or take your healing work to another level and bring in some celestial healing. They'll, they're always here. You've just got to allow them to come through and give them permission. Um, but again, another important thing quickly with Syrians is that the Sir, like Sirius itself, the star Sirius, is a binary star system. It's kind of two stars. There's a dwarf star and a main star. And um, so the planet um, that uh, Syrians come from, they have two suns, which is beautiful. And you've got Sirius A and Sirius B star seeds as well. So quite often people, you know, this can confuse people as well. But I can, um, there's like, because there's two stars, there's like, <laughs> you know, um, more than one uh, uh, place that Syrians can come from. Does this make sense? It's hard to yeah. explain. <laughs> yeah. So I'll quickly run through uh, tr common traits um, of Sir uh, Syrians who come from Sirius A. So Syrians who come from Sirius A, their, their planet was set, like very much like Earth. It was covered, 70% of it was covered with water. So there's this, an associ association with the element water. Uh, they are fifth dimensional beings. So again, not dissimilar to us because we are very much on our path to becoming uh, fifth dimensional beings here as well on Earth. Um, but so they're fifth dimensional beings. They can inhibit, inhibit a, um, a human, uh, like a, sorry, not a human, a physical form. Um, they are, so Syrians from Sirius A come through in a humanoid form. They tend to have people report them having kind of olivey, like almost tan skin. Um, and uh, they, their heads, now let's talk about their heads. So they, they're humanoid, but at the same time, their heads are like, now visualize an image that you have of a pharaoh. You know how the Egyptian pharaohs, they were always depicted with these like heads that kind of the, their skulls went backwards. Like it was almost like they had heads, uh, uh, hats on, but it was like their skulls would go backwards or they'd have really large back of the skulls. Yeah. So this is Syrian, Syrians from Sirius A have really large um, skulls at the back. Um, and this is from what I understand because this is where uh, they, they store their causal chakra. So talking about causal chakras, just really, really quick. We have currently seven chakras. I mean, there's more, but seven are our main chakras. But back during the time of Atlantis and Lemuria here on Earth, we were all born, like all the humans here on, on Earth were born with 12 chakras. But as you know, the Lumeria and um, Atlanteans were wiped out, um, and we had a lot of low vibrational. Um, uh, there was a lot of wars, and there was a that was a time of um, yeah, a lot of change and and upheaval happening in in the world as well. We lost we lost some chakras, and this is where we went down to seven. Um, now people will know when we talk about the indigos. It's said that the indigos started to develop the getting closer to those 12 chakras again. And even now when we talk about, so right now there's not so many indigos coming through um, earth at the moment. We're getting a lot of crystalline and rainbow children coming through. Mm -hmm. And these children are actually, we're finding uh, coming through with uh, 12 chakras. They're coming through with extra chakras. So um, this is what we mean when we're talking about the Syrians housing the causal chakra. So the causal chakra, from what I understand, is the 12th chakra. Um, and I'm guessing that's connected to it. Like, you know, we can connect it to our uh, human selves in our energetic body when we have our causal body. That's our, um, our energetic body, which is closest to source and spirit. Does this make sense? Yes. So the causal chakra is where the Syrians store them in the back of the head. Um, so that was kind of going off on a tangent, but I felt like it was in interesting information for people okay. as well. Um, and Syrians are like, it's what's really interesting about them is that they're almost like a portal in themselves. Um, even though they're fifth dimensional, they, they can, they have the ability to be, yeah, like they're fifth dimensional, but they're also interdimensional at the same time. Um, they're, yeah, it's, I can't explain it, but <laughs> they're kind of like a, um, they're like a stargate or a, or a gateway in themselves to be able to have access mm. to higher realms mm. just in their physical self. Does that make sense? Like a lot of us now, the only way I can connect it to for people to maybe make sense of it is, do you know how we talk about our heart chakra being a portal? Yes. And we can travel like us as in right now, us as humans, we can travel through our heart chakra. That's a portal. Um, but I guess, you know, when we're, we're connecting that to the Syrians, their whole form was a portal. 
Yeah. Okay. So I guess hopefully that's making it more uh, easier for people to understand. Um, and again, these beings are very telepathic. Whenever I work with Syrians, they always come through telepathically. Um, they don't tend to work with me. Um, oh, they do. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll show me things in my third eye. Like they'll demonstrate things, but they definitely drop through telepathically. Um, Syrians from Sirius B, um, they are higher dimensional. So they tend to be more seventh dimensional and fifth dimensional. However, they can hold ninth dimensional frequency so um the girls again liberator girls will know exactly what we're talking about because we've we've covered the dimensions <laughs> but um yes yeah, so seventh dimension is uh you know the laws of the universe um and uh fifth dimension is uh realm of possibilities so Sirius from Sirius B house they they quite are often seventh dimensional or fifth dimensional beings but they have access they can they're able to tap into the night um much like us you know we we can tap into maybe i don't think many of us can probably go to the ninth or that but i think a lot of us right now um are getting really good at tapping into the fifth and sixth um the sixth realm at the moment is the realm of manifestation so you know that we could say humans are three third dimensional but they can tap into the fifth and sixth and and yeah so syrians from Sirius b are seventh and fifth and can tap into the ninth and they um their planet is all water can completely water and they are very much um uh mer people i guess i'm trying to think of a word but they tend to be come through as sea life uh whales dolphins um half half human half fish or you know have tails um but that's because their whole planet's water so this is if you're connecting with a lot of these things this, this can be where it can be hard to distinguish between mentarkans coming through because you know there's a lot of mermaids connected there too but you know or syrian bees but um i guess you know you just got to ask these questions and tap on in and connect with your team but there's there's a bit of a similar similarity there as well um and they exist both physically and etherically um and and that's, I guess, similar to us. You know, we have our um, physical body and we have our ethereal and energetic body. So that's similar to that. Um, checklist. Let's do a checklist for Syrians. So Syrian star seeds are amazing manifestors. Uh, they really have a knack for technology. Like they just get technology. And this is, um, you know, like a lot of Syrian star seeds who I've worked with will work in IT or just like um, really love graphic design or marketing and media. Like they, they love that, they're really drawn to that. But also they're, they're really good at holistic technologies as well. So they might be really good at working with crystals and, and, um, and that, that sort of, um, uh, these sort of professions where, where there's, where's a bit of an um, expertise is involved. Does that make yeah, sense? Very intricate as well. Stuff. Intricate, yeah. yeah. It's very logical, very logical, very hardworking, very hardworking. Um, and they're very driven and um also they they can find it hard to express their feelings sometimes they can find it hard um to to show themselves uh and they do require people to kind of earn their trust these are you know they can kind of stand back protect themselves a little bit sometimes too um love animals uh and nature as well big big connections there for them as well but that's a that's a sort of brief checklist for um common things that are associated with syrian stasis that i've come across as well but i don't know do you have anything to add that, that you want to share with your experience no you've um, you've covered pretty much that i i really just uh knew that they were very into technology they understood these um intricate processes and they're very good at like even explaining it and breaking it down for us. So um, even like improving and maximizing systems, um, mm. very good. And I often even like wonder sometimes, like people, you know, famous people, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's that, or, you know, like um, uh, Steve Jobs, for example, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he was, right? You know, because he's so, he was so, um, you know, like to come up with this, you know, I mean, not even just, you know apple but like um a computer that will be so uh, and sell it to people right like again explaining it maximizing it but also explaining it to us so that it's not this clunky difficult you know thing that only um scientists get get it right like he made it available to everyone mm, absolutely. So I, I do find um with serious people that yes um the whole in a holistic 
arena, I probably would say looking at my clients, they again like to do light language. They're very good with the symbols. Um, they're usually the ones that I think once when they realize their gifts and they start opening them up, they get it straight away. Like messages are coming. They're not even doubting. There's no um, questioning where it's coming from, what. They get it the quickest. That's been my experience with clients, I think. And I found that, um, yeah, they probably, yeah. I think when you said actually, Lauren, that um, emotionally they're a little bit reserved and, and they don't show emotions. And I wonder whether it's because they are so telepathically connected, you know, and, and that's how they used to communicate. So, you know, showing emotions or even a spoken word, you know, the language is, is, is an earth thing. It's, it's a human mm. thing, right? And um, I find that actually Osiris souls are often, uh, they don't say much. They're the people of very few words. And when they do speak, people listen. People listen mm -hmm. to them because they know, wow, they have something important to say or there's something for me to learn. They're great activators, I would say, as well. Um, through, you know how you said Palladians heal with their aura and um, their energy? And I have definitely had clients where I had to tell them that, that you know, your energy is so healing that even if someone sits next to you at the bus stop, their day could just turn around and they their mood will change just because of your aura. And you're doing this unintentionally. Imagine if you're doing this intentionally, right? And for Cyrus people, I often had to um, say that for them, it's, it's this, um, the words, it's almost like they're codes, you know, like when you say things, you know, um, and they're usually the ones I find that something has happened in their past lives that make them that makes them kind of go like shut off and it takes a bit to step out and step into the light and they have big messages but they're often too scared to share them and um, another thing I found with Cyrus souls is that they tend to stay in the background so for example I would have husband and wife and the wife is let's say running the business right and the husband is like the techie guy in the background and and <laughs> I'm actually recalling this one incident where I go like to them oh my god something will happen very soon where you will be put to the forefront and you will have to step into the limelight and you will have to take the reins and he was motivated because he's like I like to stay at the back and I like to just make sure that everything runs smoothly right and I'm like mm -hmm, it's happening it's here to expand you right and they feel um scared but once they actually trust themselves and they realize like once they open their mouth again it's the words that come out they activate people they 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 teach them they inspire them that was my um, experience with Cyrus souls yeah absolutely yes I um I love that yeah and it's um definitely communication and I do feel that as well past life they're very prone to things that have happened maybe communication wise affecting that throat chakra in past lifetimes and um a lot of them are undoing undoing that now um now I do I do have some notes here that I can share about starseed activation, but do we, I don't know, how are we going for time, Pasha? I we know this are, is getting really long. Time. <laughs> and, and, and yes, and I would love for you to share that, but, and I know we, we could talk a whole nother episode on reptilians, but could you just give us, because you've mentioned a few times reptilians and people can't see your facial expressions, but Lauren is almost like, saying, oh my God, mortified. <laughs> it's like she's talking about, I don't know, evil or devil. Um, could you just like maybe in like a, I don't know, um, a, a little bit, just introduce us to what reptilians are and what, they mean and I promise you my audience is very receptive okay. to this all right well okay let's just call in protection we're just going to lock this down <laughs> call in our bubble um whenever we talk about lower vibrational energies especially reps um, cool. they're just they're just not they're just not pleasant um 
and yeah, uh, that, what, where can we talk? Where, how much can we go into detail? Okay, so not many people know when reptilians came. There's, it's very conflicting information about when they actually came to Earth. Some people say that they ended up here because the planet or the galaxy, wherever they came from, um, was destroyed. They've been in, like reptilians have been involved in countless, countless um, intergalactic wars. They they upset different races all the time and um it said that because they obviously lost their planet they came here and inhibited our planet and um they at the moment they have a really big a really big hold on our three-dimensional matrix that we're in you know they they are the ones in our system in our system um in our current societal belief system that you know we have to work hard we have to hustle we have to sacrifice in order to maybe get the things that we want um you know that they're very much involved in corruption and systems and and they're very controlling they love controlling um yeah just oh my gosh they really the, the evidence yeah humans. Humans. yeah humans humans yes they love to if they want to con control the human race um and almost like suppress us mm -hmm. so that almost like they want to create this they won't call it slavery but if you think about it it's it's they're creating these systems that make us just work 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 and um and and forgetting you know um maybe the reason the real reasons why we're doing this you know i think a lot of people you know quite often there's people in my family who will say you know oh you don't have to love what you do you just got to make money you just got to work you got to go to work even if you don't like your job you just got to work you know you hear this mentality and it's something that a lot of us might have grown up with around our parents like you don't necessarily love your job but you've got to work don't you you know you've got to put you've got to put food on the table and this is very much this um mentality coming through with the 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 matrix that we're in the third the, the low vibrational three-dimensional matrix and it's coming through these reps you know these reptilians because they're they're in our you know they're quite often in our government and and i'm not not to say that there aren't beautiful souls in there as well like star seeds in our government but there's there they are gravitate towards they gravitate towards areas where they can be control. they can have power yeah and and have the opportunity to manipulate and um and yeah oppress but it, and, oppress and can, yes and they've been there they've been here for a very long time um and and not only that they also reptilians they so they they started it's really hard to explain so they 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 have bred with humans so they are humanoid there are you know people who have reptilian dna um but then there's also reptilian hijacking. And this is, I, I don't want to go too far off topic. I want to just kind of touch on it quickly, but you know, so when we talk about psychic attacks, reptilians quite often, um, especially when we're getting psychic attacks uh, through earth, earth um, things from earth, I don't know, because you've, you've got cosmic entities, you've got earthbound entities. Reptilians tend to be more of a, they can manipulate through, you know, um, earth entities but they can come they can hijack they can hijack the physical form um they can create illness physical illness um uh bless you <laughs> but yeah it's they're, they're they're just not we could go we could probably do a whole episode on um draconians reptilians there's there's different kind of um celestial races that branch off of you know um reptilians uh have but, you had an experience or channeled or have they come through to you because you know that's an area that i don't really go to it's almost like i'm, I'm turning a blind eye i'm bypassing mm. it for now but mm. um, not that i'm ignoring it but uh, in a sense like we humans understand where i don't believe in it or you know like it's um or you know how people dismiss um conspiracy theories mm, mm, definitely not like that it's just that i go like well i'm focused over here on this so i haven't opened myself up consciously which doesn't mean that they haven't come through still but i wonder whether you've had an experience that you would like to share no yeah no, yeah well they they definitely i have um they came through to me they come through to me twice um i get a, i tend to and i know that you know i know a lot of your audience are um you know in the spiritual field and a lot of them are healers and i'm sure that they've had i'm sure we're talking about psychic attacks and you know they're coming through dreams and coming through in this way i'm, I'm sure this is not a foreign thing to your your people um yeah, your community 
I know they get it. So, you know, and I, and I quite often deal with a lot of celestial implants um, and chips, which is, you know, something that I have to, you know, do a lot of energy work removing that. But yes, I've had um, reptilians uh, come and try and interfere in my work. So very early on when I started doing my Akashic record reading business, I reckon I might have been two, uh, maybe three, four months in, uh, things were going really well. I uh, had a dream one night. I got woken up in the middle of the night. They came to me. Um, you know, when you enter that sort of lucid, oh, was it pretty lucid? It was kind of like that dream state where you're kind of, aw you're awake, but you're asleep, but you are kind of conscious of your thoughts. It's very like lucid. Um, they kind of came through um, during that part of my sleep. I, I get up, I've got little ones. So obviously I'm up during the night anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm tend to be a light sleeper, but they came through during like a, a, a dream state and, and they came through telepathically. And they were just, they were, they were threatening. Um, they were just basically telling me I needed to stop what I was doing or else they would do something like this in my life or something like this would happen. And, and they were relentless and they would just come and out. It was just threats, just verbal threats. And um, it, it was really uncomfortable. You know, I, I just called in Archangel Michael and, you know, um, called in my protection, called in my team and just shut the energy down. I always just imagine this dome just like shut down, put on my golden armor, you know, um, and protect myself energetically. And uh, the next day I caught up with an energy healing friend and she was able to help clear whatever they might've done or and taught me through it as well. But um, that was, that was a bit confronting. Um, I wasn't, it was, it was confronting at the time. Uh, but obviously the next morning I understood and it was just like, you know, I, one of these things, but then they also, I've had an uh, incidents with reptilians where they've done a hijacking where, um, it involved a friend of mine and we, you know, uh, had a complete and absolute utter communication meltdown and um, which was, it just, she was really out of character and it caused a lot of stress in my life and um, created a lot of self doubt and, and a lot of questioning of, you know, um, cause she was, I guess, you know, with friends, they can point out things in you or highlight areas of you that, you may not, I don't know. It was really, it, it got me to look within, but made me question a lot about myself. And then, um, and I started to think to myself, what, what is this? What, why is this happening? And, and it, it seemed to be from what the message was coming through from my team, as well as it came confirmed from again, a friend of mine who does a lot of channeling and, and helps me when I ever have, um, any, uh, require any assistance, I guess, energetically around my field. Um, it was, yeah, reptilian hijacking. It was there to throw me off course. It was there to, you know, but at the same time, I, I want to add this in as well. Whenever we have these uh, interactions with low vibrational beings, quite often our soul contracts them. We contract them because it is actually sometimes a way of helping our souls expand. And um, so we got to take that into consideration. Sometimes we pre-contract some of these things to occur in our lives, but not only that, Low vibrational energies, such as you know, um, you know, cosmic entities or reptilians, they will only come in and create psychic attacks where there is um, a weakness. So if you are, if you if you allow them in, they will only come in if you allow them in. So if you're feeling low vibrational, you're feeling down, that gives them, or you know, you're having anxiety, or um, you know, a bad, I don't, a bad day. Um, that's that gives them almost like a gateway to come in. Does that make sense? So as long as you feel really, uh, and, I, and don't get me wrong, we all have bad days, we all have up and down days, but I think it's just important when we're talking about low vibrational energies to know that um, as long as we, we know that we have control and we can, you know, by keeping our energetic fields fortified and connecting to source and just, you know, doing all the things, um, clearing, um, uh, selenite sweeps, you know, just, just keeping on top of it, you know, trying to, you know, if we're having a bad day, do the things we need to do to help pick us up again, you know, um, because as soon as the, the guard's down, that's, that's kind of allowing these things to come through. Um, and, and, and just also like always know that these things um, aren't permanent, you know, interactions with these beings or any attachments, or if they try and get into your auric field, they can, you, light work is healers, um, your team, you can, there are so many ways of, you know, getting rid of them. So it's nothing to be, we really shouldn't be fearful. Um, it's just something to be open-minded and, and, and um, aware of, I guess.
I love that you said that because, and I hope my listeners can see now how this is all connected to if you're feeling, um, you know, anxious, sad, depressed, you know, really vibing low and you choose to stay in that vibration, something like, you know, um, these negative entities or beings comes in, let's say, right? And let's say you have a moment like what Lauren had where you actually wake up and you're like, okay, I've had an interaction with them, right? Because sometimes you may not be aware, but you've had this interaction with them. Um, again, Lauren said, it's here to expand your soul because now you have this great motivator to kind of go like, I need to get rid of whatever was there. How do I do it? You go to a healer, you know, they open your awareness to like, hey, there's a bit of a shadow part to you that you haven't looked at, you've bypassed it. Maybe it's worth to kind of heal it. When you heal that, all of a sudden your vibration goes up, your energy changes, right? Which benefits you in all areas of life. So it's kind of like when you are not aware that this is going on, that you could have had an interaction with a low entity, what I find happens is that people believe that because these negative entities, they, they thrive, they live off your energy, whatever energy you have positive, it's better, you know, like than what they have, right? And they need it. So they will suck it from you, which will make you feel even worse, which then, um, because if it happens all the time and you don't know what's happening and you're not aware, because we don't know what we don't know, you, 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 it you feel like this is your natural state. You feel like you're always sad. You're always depressed. You can't move forward. Nothing is, you know, but actually if you start to go like, okay, what can I do to change? And you start learning about shifting these, you know, I'm talking here even just the um, shifting the energy, but Lauren has explained it to great in great detail. Like, you know, there's so many different ways that could be implants, that could be debris from them, any of that. When you start shifting that, you're changing, right? And this is, it's, it's just, it all kind of fits in. And at the same time, you know, we can close the circle by saying that, hey, you can't be always happy and positive. You need those, you know, you need to acknowledge the dark parts. However, if you are, you don't have anything to worry about, right? It's not like these entities will seek you out if you are vibrating high, if you are vibrating, you know, if you are happy mode. Um, and practice protection and I always say any especially any energy work anyone who's dealing with you know uh, connecting to you know the higher realms the other side working with energies and they don't practice protection in my opinion that is very irresponsible very irresponsible it's like protection um <laughs> protection is such a key right and it all serves us all right. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I've waffled on. Lauren takes center stage. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I just um... give us a quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, you put that so well um, because, sorry, I feel like I don't want to create any fear and just, no. you know, yeah. So I just know that we can, we can free ourselves and, and it's a lesson. It's always a lesson, you know, and um, nothing you're untouchable we're all untouchable we are all connected to source and we're all divine we're all light so yeah and, and thank you for for putting that a lot clearer <laughs> i get really nervous talking about these sort of things you know um because I, I just again i'm really mindful that people may have had all experiences and have a lot of emotional attachments towards these things as well so um i don't want to add to any <laughs> but then so, we don't know what we don't know and sometimes yeah have the experience and not know what's happening right and now they can go like oh we can connect the dots so this is maybe something i need to look into maybe this isn't my natural state of me feeling so uh, sad or depressed or being this or that you know yeah absolutely now now now, now. sorry yeah so lauren 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 take us home okay so um I could, we could go on more. There are more star seeds. We could talk about um, and Andromedans. We can talk about the Lyrans. And, you know, we could then branch off and talk about elementals. We could talk about earth angels. But I think, you know, I've just picked the, the main ones, I guess, that come through a lot in, in the Akashic Records. And, um, 
and and how you know and hopefully this has helped you know uh, us understand a little bit more about maybe where we've come from and and hopefully some of the starseed groups we've talked about tonight someone out there is listening and and it, they resonate with maybe one or even two of them because I, it's also important to mention that we can have more than one starseed origin you know you can have Quite often it'll come through with someone having two different starseed origins, you know, and that's, and that just, um, or not origins, but where they are on their timeline, they might've, um, <clears throat> excuse me, had a incarnation in Sirius, but then, you know, come, come and incarnated on earth and then gone back and done a lifetime in the Pleiades, you know, so we, it, it's totally fine to feel like you're resonating with more than one of these groups. Um, but hopefully this is, you know, sparking your curiosity to go out there and, and, and learn more about some of these groups and, and um, find out where your soul origins are and then how that pieces together bits of your puzzle. So I hope this has helped. I love that. Question of the day now, Lauren, what soul group are you? Ah, yes. So I am, again, I have two connections. So I've, my soul originated in Arcturus um, and I feel that, I feel that. Um, when I, as soon as I learned that, um, I was like, oh, really? I was, I was taken aback. But um, the, the more it's unpacking now, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm working with that and I'm working with them a lot more. Um, and I've also got connections with the angelic realm. So that was my most recent incarnation before coming to earth was working in the angelic realm. I'm, I'm still yet to learn of what my mission was there. I'm, I'm unpacking that. Um, I feel it'll come to me when I'm ready. Like a lot of things in life, they come to us when we're ready. They reveal themselves. So, but yes, I've got the Arcturian uh, connections as well as the angelic connections there. And, and that's, yeah, I love that. So it kind of, it helps. It really does. It, it shows, it makes sense about a lot of who I am and why I am the way I am and what I'm passionate about and what I'm here to do, which is most important as well. So, yeah. You definitely have an angelic presence and energy about you. Oh, Laura, this Thank is so you. beautiful. This is so beautiful. I always enjoy chatting to you. I feel like we need to do, uh, I feel like this will be a two-parter and I need you back for something more. But thank oh. you so much. Um, do you want to quickly say where people can find you? And of course, I'll put it in the notes as well. Oh, of course. Yes, I would love to come back, by the way. I love chatting with you, Kasha. And um Yes, uh, so you can come find me over at Lauren on the North, Lauren of the North on Instagram, and that's Lauren underscore of underscore of <laughs> the North. <laughs> it's just a whole of underscores Love in there. It. You should just find me. Um, yeah, so come over, check it, check it out, and um, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Lauren. I hope you guys enjoyed this beautiful chat with Lauren of the North, and I will speak to you guys or I will be in your ears next week and thank you Lauren thank you so much thanks Kasha